The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. Yes, it can seem rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, and it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of your inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. Here on The Christine Uptrich Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Are you ready to step into your vibration of change? Hello, everybody. Welcome. So grateful you're joining us here. You might be joining us live on 1150 AM KKNW, radio station in the Seattle area. Um, you might be listening live on Transformation Talk Radio over the internet, anywhere around the world, or of course on Facebook Live. You can find us live on my professional page, Christine Upchurch professional page. Um, pretty easy to find, and you can listen after the fact on christineupchurch.com or one of the many podcasts that sends up. But wherever and whenever you're joining us from today, so grateful to have you here. I want to say hello to the people behind the technology. Um, Olivia at TTR. Hi, Olivia. Hello, hello. And uh, Benny at, in, uh, at Hubbard Radio there at KKNW in the Seattle studio. Hey, Benny. Hi, Christine. Happy Friday the 13th to you. And do you suffer from triskaidekaphobia? Um, no, actually, Good. I do don't. I. <laughs> and, and I've been reading and actually on my personal page, I've posted something about how Friday the 13th has gone from something sacred to something scary. And I think it has to do with... Um, Marketing. How we've shifted control <laughs> over the years, over yeah. the centuries, from um, feminine empowerment to um, toxic masculinity and toxic patriarchy. And so the, the number 13 apparently is kind of sacred in some sense mm -hmm. because of 13 different moon cycles every year. Um, and for women, they typically have 13 different um, uh, menstrual cycles. They tend to ovulate on the 13th day. I know, you know, so... It's and and Friday apparently is a sacred time too because it it um, relates to Venus, which is a you know feminine um, goddess type energy. So Friday the thirteenth should be a good thing. I, well, I agree with you. I think I just opened up a giant can of worms for you to explain that. <laughs> I had no idea. So I now I didn't either, and that's why when I found this, I, I found it the wow. other day. It's like, oh wow, this is really yeah. interesting. Right. So yeah. Well, I had thank to share you. that. Yeah, thank you for and that. And I do think it's a time of um, feminine empowerment. And I'm not talking about just for women or females. I'm talking about uh, feminine energy. And so I just, I wanted to point that out. And you know, instead of being worried about black cats, black cats are wonderful, love them all. Um, we should instead be more um, mindful of the sacredness that we can bring forth in the feminine energy. So anyway, I want to share that. Sorry, sorry for giving you an earful, Benny. No, I appreciate it. I think our listeners did too. I hope so. Oh, I'm really excited about our guest today. Um, her name is Dr. Kak Young, uh, K-A-C, interesting first name. And I tell you, she's a real inspiration to me in a variety of ways. First of all, She's always a wealth of information, and you're going to find out about that in a, in a couple of moments. But um, she it's almost like she's lived multiple lives within the context of her one life. And to me, I find that very inspirational. I'm going to read her whole bio in detail. I often just will highlight, but this is pretty interesting. 
Kat Young has been a producer, writer, and director in the Hollywood television industry for over 25 years. Kat has earned her a PhD in natural health and a doctorate in naturopathy. She completed 36 courses in nutrition from Baylor University. Clients come to her for advice on health, nutrition, and spiritual well-being. Using her third doctorate degree in clinical hypnotherapy, she helps people manage weight control, smoking cessation, behavior modification, stress reduction, past life regression, and phobia management. She's the author of 15 books, and I'm not going to read all these, but um, you know things like The Healing Art of Essential Oils, The Art of Healing with Crystals, Discover Your Spiritual Genius, many wonderful books. Her entertainment credits include General Hospital, the Showtime Comedy Club Network, Politically Incorrect, Circus of the Stars, the People's Choice Awards, the Golden Globe Awards, the Genesis Awards, and several dozen talk, dramatic, variety, and entertainment specials with Hollywood's biggest stars. Most recently, she was Vice President of Television Production and Development for Universal Studios Hollywood, and has also served on the boards of the Directors Guild of America and Women in Film. She won an Iris Award for work as a producer of Mama and a Golden Acorn Award for Cleaning Up Your Act. Kak Young is also, but wait, there's more. She's also a licensed religious science minister, a certified archetypal therapist and counselor, a certified meditation teacher, a career coach for aspiring actors and directors, and a former pilot of private airplanes. She is currently working on a black belt in, 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 in Aikido and is a certified medical Qigong instructor, um, centric Qigong, which I haven't heard about before. She is also active on behalf of animal rights and fostering and preserving women's rights. I'd like to welcome our amazing guest today, Dr. Kak Young. Hi, Kak. Hello, thank you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because um, I think that growing up, we learn that we have one career path and we need to hurry up and make our choice by the time we're 20, 21, right? And there's all this pressure. I've got a, a 20 year old and he's just declared his second major. Um, he, you know, he's changed his mind already. And, and for me, you know, I went into research as a statistician, worked in, in both engineering companies and in psychology and cancer research and then shifted to become a healer and then more of a spiritual teacher. So it's like, I really love embracing that kind of change. But I think for many people, we feel kind of stuck about, you know, where we're going in life and, and do we really have multiple opportunities to redefine ourselves? What's your advice for people who are feeling inspired to shift their path? Well, I say do it, but plan ahead. Make sure you have the resources uh, that, that you can, uh, you, you want to fail a few times in order to really succeed. And I uh -huh. think the more careers you try and apply, the better off you're going to discover your gifts. I mean, sometimes we have hidden, hidden gifts that we don't even know that we have, but right. it, a, a different path will take us down a certain way. And then we'll say, oh, my gosh, I'm really good at that. I mean, besides just your friends saying, oh, you know, you're a good listener or you're a really great teacher or what. But when you discover it yourself from inside, that's where the real growth 
uh, it takes place. But you want to cover your bases and have your um, resources covered. I mean, things are much more expensive th today than they were, say, 40, 30 years ago. So you uh -huh. really do have to have that in place. And when you have that in place, then go ahead and venture out, you know, go around the world, figure out what, what really resonates with you and then follow it. Don't just stay stuck and don't let other things rule you like your mortgage or any kind of a payment that you have. Handle them, take care of them, get them organized and then follow, you know, be free. I, I once thought if I could put my life into 12 boxes and I could take those 12 boxes with me across the land and I would live in the south for a while, then I would live in the Northeast and then I would live and I would live six months each place and my 12 boxes would would have all my life in it that I would need uh -huh. and I would rent places and get to know the communities and uh, absorb them and 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 see what they're all about. That's what I would have loved to have done. But, um, you know, I did other things and I still may do that. Who knows? Uh -huh. That's wonderful. Um I've got a friend who uh, decided that she was going to take a couple of years. She bought an RV and she's been living in various places in the country this year. And the in last year, she was also going up to Canada. And uh, it's been fun to watch her make community and art wherever she is. And it's just, it's like another form of self-exploration and self-expression within the context of travel which is a bit of a luxury during COVID, mind you, but. <laughs> so well, I'm curious, what's that? Go ahead. That's, that's, that's very true. And sometimes we deny ourselves those explorations. We think, oh, uh -huh. we just save it for our 20s. But no, you can do it in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. You still have the ability to go out there. And there is nothing richer for the mind, the heart, and the soul than getting to know other people and how they see life. Look through mm -hmm. their lens, put their shoes on, and you, your entire world will open up for you. Yeah. And I, and I also think that it's part of it has to do with, you know, different cultures, different people. But there's also an aspect of showing up for yourself in a way that is very empowering. That sh like for me, it's it shifted my perspective when I had the, the guts to make the move to, to, to leave my doctoral program in statistics years ago and make the move across the country from the East Coast to the Seattle area. It, at first it felt really scary, but afterwards I felt so invigorated. And I, I, I was perceiving the world differently because I had taken a chance. Yeah. And that's it, you know, that's it. So one of the things that you write about and have written about in the past, and you've got a new book out about um, is crystals. And I'm, I'm kind of curious, I know that um, in naturopathy and hypnotherapy, there, there are these approaches that are based on herbs, there are approaches based on the mind. Um, why have you also gravitated towards crystals? Well, I was very fortunate to study with a man named Frank Alpert in the 80s. And Frank had worked for IBM and he had worked designing uh, crystal parts for various uh, different things of our electronics. He understood the scientific nature of crystals. And then he left IBM and he began to teach the more metaphysical principles about crystals. And uh -huh. he 
uh, he was really inspiring. And he uh, taught us all the, the essence of the, the power within a crystal. Now, it's not an overwhelming power. It is a gentle, earthly vibration that when we tune into that, we connect with the crystals with our own vibration because we're all the same chemical component. And when those chemical components get together, we can make changes and they're different changes. So it's, I write about crystals because I learned from a master that there's power there and each crystal stone uh, has a different shape and a different molecular structure. And that gives it a different energy and it vibrates at a different level. Therefore, it connects to the human being differently and that it can touch our emotions it can touch our physicality and it can help us with our spirituality if we're willing to open ourselves and open our vibrations if you will to get in touch with other parts of the earth it's all electromagnetic you know period end of story that's how we connect and then how we use them how we focus them for specific purposes and how they can help us for specific purposes. That's what I see is the, the value or the magic in crystals. Right. So one of the things that I find interesting is that um, I have a hard time walking into a crystal store. Um, if, if things are spread out like at a uh, gem and crystal show in say Tucson or Denver, um, where things are, are much more spread out and there's more space. I'm usually okay for a couple of hours, but when I go into a crystal store that's just filled with crystals, I can last no more than 10 or 15 minutes. Sure. Why is that? Well, you know, I believe that crystals are alive. They vibrate and they breathe. Uh-huh. Now their breath is different than us. Like we breathe in and out oxygen, plants breathe in and out carbon dioxide. And crystals breathe with their own vibration. That's the nature of their breath. And when I talk about a crystal, you look at it, and inside, I call that suspended breath. It's as if when they were formed, it was a breath that was captured in this crystal. So I like to see the action and the movement in the crystal in terms of its breath, its frozen breath. So when you walk in there, you are picking up its natural vibrations. It's vibrating and you are made of silica as well and uh, carbon. And so you're going to respond, especially if you're sensitive and especially if you've opened up the chakras and you've opened up the areas where you can receive these subtle energies. And if you do, it can be like walking into a blast furnace. Wow, you know, you're overwhelmed. So uh, measuring that and making sure that you're okay, you can protect yourself with a blue light if you want before you go in so that uh-huh. you have a shield around you. Um, but yeah, it, they're powerful energies and they can come, you know, they're like, if you go to rescue a pet, you go to the place and all these animals are in the cages, some reach out to you and, and some don't. And the ones that reach out to you, it's probably the one you're gonna take home. Crystals are very much like that. They have, uh, you know, they are alive and conscious just as a cat is alive and conscious. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, for me, it, it's been interesting to sort of watch my own journey. Now, I, you know, I don't approach the, the, the crystal healing in a, um, a rational way. It's kind of like, what am I drawn to, you know, at, at this moment in my life? And it might be 
um, something that's simple and small and very inexpensive, or I might be drawn to something bigger and, and unusual. Um, and yet I'm always drawn to certain colors of crystals. And I know in your book, your new book, you talk about color and crystals. Why are we drawn to certain colored crystals? Well, it, 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 I think it's the nature of, of who, like people, we're drawn to certain things and we're drawn to certain vibrations. Um, you know, there have been experiments that if you hold uh, a particular stone in your hand, it's going to pick up the calcium uh, in that stone and it's going to vibrate up your arm and tell your brain that you have enough calcium. Now, you may not in your body. So, wow. if you, you know, it, there are ways and uh, the, the people that have done the experiments have written a, a wonderful book called The Book of Stones. And I think it's just wonderful how they've gone through the chemistry and the vibrations of these stones and, and can tell you how they actually vibrate. So but you're choosing a certain color. So you may be lacking something that that color may give you. You may uh -huh. be in need of something or you may have too much of that. And the stone is saying, hey, I recognize that. The, the way to do that, or to address that really, is to go over and to pick up that stone and that color and, and be with it for a moment and find uh -huh. out if you need that, if there's something it can give you. Uh, you know, and in my book, I break down exactly what all the colors do, what they mean, sure. beyond the Jungian analysis of that. There are certain vibrations that the colors have, certain vibrations that vibrate with the chakras. And if uh -huh. you have something blocked in your body, for example, or in one of your chakras, maybe it's emotional, you might need something uh, in, in the gold or in the yellow area to stimulate that. You also might need something blue if you're having trouble communicating. You might want uh -huh. an aquamarine or a lapis lazuli. Something will speak to you that you need. And, and that's when we go into a, a store, a crystal store or a, a shop, and we just be. We let the crystals speak to us. We let them pull us towards them. We let our body and our intuition tell us the truth we need to hear. And so it's a beautiful place to be. And, and you're right. Some people can take a little bit of it. Some people can take a lot of it. It just depends on your own level of sensitivity and what you've already opened up. So, um, I know that you like to sometimes combine crystals with other things. What do you combine them with? Because I, I, I think that probably a lot of our listeners are, know something about crystals and yet I don't think that they will often combine them with other therapies. Yes. And I like to, uh, to help people through their blocks and their challenges of life by using whatever tool resonates with them. So if someone is uh, open to and likes essential oils, people are stimulated by aroma. You know, we all know that some people hear, some people see, some people feel. So right. the, same, the same tools are available when you want to change something. It's how do we get to the interior of ourselves? How do we get deep into our subconscious? How do we get beyond our conscious mind and our blocks and our, our monkey mind, as they say? How do we get there and how do we open up those places to really allow the truth of who we are to emerge? So I will use 
an essential oil which goes into the body by way of inhalation into the limbic brain, which stimulates the um, uh, parts of the brain that where the memories and emotions live. And we'll get to a particular emotion or a blockage or something. You know, if right. someone uh, can't feel love, for example, I will choose a, a, a combination of essential oils and maybe stones as well uh, to help that person begin to feel. I want the vibrations of these natural elements to work mm -hmm. with the vibrations of the human being and open up little channels. You know, just open mm -hmm. those up so you can begin to resonate and feel them. It's all very subtle, but when we listen and pay attention, it can make a world of difference. Yeah. And as a healer, the way I perceive it is that we have, you know, a whole lot of this, these infinitesimal channels through which the light is intended to flow. But what can happen is we get stagnation in an area that needs to be shifted, released, invited to release sometimes the, the gentler approach can be better. Um, so are you saying the same thing? It's like, it's, it's, it's about allowing sort of um, introducing these things into a person's system to encourage the flow? Yes, and I think the word invitation is exactly right, Christine. I think when we invite those natural healing forces within us to show up and we get out of their way, you know, our body's natural tendency is to heal. You get a skin cut. What does it do? It immediately starts to heal. It needs to cut it. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. And and we, we can help it by just getting the debris out of it and the, the cut will heal. That's the body's natural tendency. And so it is with the mind and the heart. Everything wants to work towards the good. And we get in its way and say, oh, no, should, ought, right. have to. Uh, and then when we, we allow ourselves to relax enough to really get out of the hustle and bustle and crazy energy of moving forward, that, that, mm -hmm. that masculine energy you were talking about, the drive. Right. And when we stop and we go inside of ourselves and we allow mm -hmm. that to really just be and we, we stimulate it and invite it to heal ourselves. And that's emotionally, right. spiritually, and physically on all level. And sometimes right. we can heal something physically and all of a sudden our emotional problems are cleared up. Sometimes yeah. we can heal something emotionally and our physical improvement shows up or the same thing mentally. You know, if we, so all three of those things work together and, and sometimes mm -hmm. we don't know which is gonna click the other one, but they do and they're interactive. And so we, that's why I love the invitation you know, we want to invite our bodies and our minds and our souls to heal and to move towards the good. And we want to say, I'm sorry if I got in your way or if my thinking is somehow stifling you. Let me clear that up. Let me try a different approach. Here, let's try this. Yeah. So, you know, that's why I work with different systems. Uh, I love the, the, the 12 steps of karma, the 12 laws of karma allow us to look at our lives and go directly into responsibility and action. And if we follow those 12 laws of karma, we can combine those with essential oils and with crystals as well. And we can heal ourselves by repeating those 12 laws, by looking into how, how we have lived our lives and, and uh -huh. they just clear up 
a myriad of all kinds of cluttered thinking. And that's where I think the combinations are extraordinarily valuable because it's like if one thing doesn't get it, then the other one might. Yeah. Okay. So you talk about the 12 laws of karma. And I think many of us have never heard about that before. What are those 12 laws? Well, the 12 laws, I think, were, um, and I just want to read from my book here one uh, passage here. You know, karma itself means action. And when we talk about karma, it is a cycle. It is a movement of energy through many lifetimes or experiences where we can learn, change, improve, grow, and heal. Karma is an acknowledgement of our personal power to manage our lives and establish the quotient of happiness that we are prepared to receive. So these mm. laws were written by, yeah, nobody quite knows, but they must have been written by a monk or a spiritual scholar, you know, uh -huh. a long time ago. And it's been adapted through many different religions and spiritual teachers. And I just, I think they're wonderful. There's the law of creation, the great law, the law of connection, the law of growth, the law of humility, the law of responsibility, the law of significance and inspiration, the law of giving and receiving, the law of here and now, the law of focus, the law of patience and reward, and the law of change. And as we look how we respond to all of those areas, it's remarkable how we can self-heal. It's just remarkable. So the one that's sort of screaming out at me at this moment to talk about is the law of responsibility. And I think during these times of COVID, these times of fear based on political polarity, um, there are a lot of people who are feeling victimized. What does the law of responsibility say to us in terms of helping us shift our own lives and perhaps that of the collective? Okay, the law of responsibility is a little bit more gentler than we would think. In order to move forward, it says, we must take responsibility for what is in our lives. Now, that means that we have to look at what's in our lives. And what we have in our lives tells us what's on our mind. What are we thinking? What is our intention? You know, energy goes, uh, energy flows where attention goes. Sure. So what do we have our attention on? And do we want to shift that attention and put it on something else? So if we are going to be all about me, it's all about me, then that's where our focus is. And, and our little world is going to be about that big. If we shift that and say, it's all about us, then all of a sudden our thinking and our actions uh, work for the greater good. They work for the whole as opposed to just what, what will benefit me. So I think... Um, I think in every teaching of a spiritual nature, they separate what's good for the person as opposed to what's good for the whole. And when we concentrate on the whole, we feel differently. We connect differently. We mm -hmm. aren't isolated. We reach out instead of in. And that really develops a community. And a community is a healing thing to have because mm. it can absorb much more negative and much more positive than just one single person by themselves. Mm. Love that. We have to go to a quick break, but when we return, Kathy, 
I am going to ask you a question that I suspect you've never been asked before. And I'm just going to leave that teaser out there for listeners and viewers. Uh, stay tuned for more on the other side of this break with Cap Young here on the Christine Upchurch Show. I'm Peggy Snow with another Stellar Reflections Minute. Presence, or what we think of as being fully in the moment, is a key element in the process of healing work. As a practitioner facilitating a session, genuine presence takes us out of our heads where we tend to decide what is and maybe what should be for the client and moves us into direct experience where we're available to witness the person in their wholeness. In this receptive realm, our senses are heightened and expanded, allowing us to perceive what's seeking to unfold and to interact in the moment. There's something profoundly powerful that happens when healing is approached in this simple, pure way. Balance can be restored and healing can take place on multiple levels. If you'd like more information about the services we offer at Stellar Reflections, visit us at StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Are you ready to branch out? Take a leap of faith. Tune in to Get Rooted Radio with Erica Gifford-Mills on TransformationTalkRadio.com to equip, empower, and enlighten yourself. Erica will energize and excite you to power up your passionate dream that sets your soul on fire. So get fearlessly ready and get powerfully rooted in your yes to live it up, love it up, and let it go. Visit GetRootedRadio.com. Are you one of the many women in the world who've carried the burdens of work and family with the added circumstance of the pandemic? You are not alone. Join Mary Rose Campbell with five other powerful women on Saturday, December 5th, starting at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, for the International Conference on Resilience for Women, as they share what they've learned to create power for themselves under any circumstance. Get your tickets now at resilientwomensconference.com. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show here on Transformation Talk Radio, KKNW, and Facebook Live. Um, I'm having a conversation today with Dr. Kak Young, who's had so many different careers, and um, she has a way of, of, of integrating several of them together uh, as she supports people in their health and well-being. So before we go any further, I you added something about Friday the 13th during the break, and I want our listeners to hear about it. Um, Kak. There, there was another aspect of Friday the 13th. What is that? Yes, yes. It's from the Norse uh, mythology. And it's about uh, Friday is, is named Fritag. It's after um, the goddess Freya. And 
Freya was assigned by Odin to take her chariot pulled by cats out into the universe. And she was responsible for pulling the moon and the sun around the earth to create night and day. So she was uh-huh. responsible for all of the changes that happen. And, you know, without her and her cats pulling, we wouldn't have crops or light or daylight saving or any of that. Oh, that's great. And, and she involved cats. I love that, which is a. Well, Christina, it froze up on me a little bit there. I know. Can you I jump see. in there, CAC? No. Or... Oh, there. There she's back. Okay. There, yeah, there she is. Okay. Sorry, Christine, can you repeat what you said? Your, uh, your Zoom froze up there for a minute. Dear. That's okay. okay. If you can I was talking back. about um, yeah. the relationship between cats and feminine power and um, you know there's there's this connection between cats and witchcraft and probably because I was thinking of witchcraft or Wiccan um, <laughs> it froze up my camera. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I, I, I love that um, there's that other connection too. Light and dark and we're experiencing a lot of that right now. The The illumination of what's in the dark as well as seeing a lot of light right now on our planet in, in the, the more ethereal sense. Okay, so I've heard that crystals hold information that you can access um, history and other things from crystal formations, at least certain crystals. Is that true? I believe so. I believe it is true. It, it has been my experience, yes, that there is information stored. Uh, some of them are called story crystals, and they have information in it, like the Akashic Records. You know, nothing, uh-huh. energy is na- neither created nor destroyed. It just changes uh-huh. its form. And so sometimes uh-huh. the crystals will store information in there. Uh, uh uh, I want to say like mathematical formulas that that reveal a certain truth, sure. uh, the Fibonacci numbers, for example. Uh, but y- to attune to a crystal like that, you have to learn how to speak crystal. You have to learn how to speak exactly. and, to, and to vibrate with that crystal. And that's a matter of, you know, if you will, becoming friends with it and allowing yourself and it to trust you. Now, a lot of people think I'm out of my mind, but the truth is, I don't. We, <laughs> we need to be friends with pretty much everything on this planet. Now, when I do a feng shui consultation for people, I will tell them everything in your house speaks to to you. Every picture, every fork, every knife, everything has a consciousness of being what it is. So you have to go around your house and ask that picture, that uh, that uh, tchotchke, that whatever it is, ask it if it gives you joy. How do you respond? Mm-hmm. How does it make you feel? And if it doesn't make you feel like you want to be, like who you are in the moment, if it doesn't give you the joy, then move it along, give it to someone else or, you know, get it out of your environment because that's where you live. So I believe that if you live in a space and a mental frame framework, that everything has energy and you are aware of that and you honor it, then you can become friends with a crystal that will talk to you in crystal and you have to be open to vibrate. You know, some people are mediums and they can talk with people who have passed. Now that's a vibration. That's a vibration that comes into them that becomes translated. Other people channel, uh, you know, wisdom from 
uh, some 35,000 year old being or however, whoever it is. But, you know, I, I even think when the people wrote the Bible, they were channeling these prophets that came before and they uh -huh. wrote down their truth to pass on to other generations because they didn't mm -hmm. have, you know, speed type back then. So, right. yes, I think there's information everywhere there's information in a mountain there's information mm -hmm. in a tree crystals have the ability to attract you to them because of their beauty and there are things inside that they can tell you it depends on where they came from so mm -hmm. i know that my brazilian crystals have a different wisdom than let's say some of my crystals from uh china and other parts of the world sure okay so i know that that there are many in the spiritual realm and some scientists who suggest this may be true that that time is not relevant that time doesn't exist on some level and if the crystals have some sort of truth or wisdom within them something to communicate something historical is it possible they have got information about our future as well well i do believe that's true you know, I do believe that's true. I believe that underneath, I believe that the pyramids, for example, were storage, energy storages. And at the very top, they had an enormous crystal. And it was a communication with other planets at that time uh -huh. that they, they had, the Egyptians had lights. They had these things that they could light up and the pyramids were actually sealed and cemented so tightly. Um, well, they were, there wasn't cement, but there was, uh, the carving and, and the putting together, you couldn't even get a razor blade between them. Therefore, they were able to be filled with water. And that water would create and generate the ability to do hydroelectric power. So they had lamps that they charged. And that's why the pyramids got built, because they had light at night. The whole city the whole, all the pyramids well, it was all surrounded by water. There were canals. So everybody yeah. thinks, oh, how'd they get those stones? Well, they, they boated them in. They just, they, they were all on floats. They came from up and down in different parts of the Nile, but that's how they brought the stones there. So um, it, if you believe that, and underneath the pyramids, it, they are built on a bed of rose quartz crystal, which is oh. art which is, and there, there's water underneath. There are channels of water underneath. Uh -huh. Now you can check, you know, all this on the internet because you will find the excavations are proving that there's water down there. Um, uh -huh. But, you know, one of my teachers told me about this in the eighties and it just, it takes science a little while to catch up and certainly yeah. people excavating underneath. But, you know, we're gonna find that all of this is just all connected and it's all purposeful. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you, you can talk to a, a stone. Everything has a history. Everything has a vibration. Everything picked up something at that time. Uh, besides people, all of these components will, re will retain information that we can extract if we know how to. Okay. All right. So let's say that um, somebody is suffering from some sort of illness um, or emotional issue that just isn't clearing. How can he or she utilize the energy of crystals in order to um, invite that release? Well, it depends on uh, how they want to heal. Do they want someone to help them heal? Do they want to heal themselves? So let's just take a person healing themselves, for example. Um, 
again, we have to get out of our own way. We have to get down into the part of our body that wants to heal and self-heal. So how do we get there? Uh, we take care of ourselves. We would we would we'd start with the physical. I always like to start with the physical. Change your diet, eat healthy, eat clean, uh -huh. eat pure, get rid of all of the additives that you're putting in your body, whether it's sure. alcohol or smoking or sugar, any of that. Figure that out. Now that's that's easy to do on the internet. There's tons of books. Figure out how to have a clean body. Once you have a clean body, start a meditative practice. Go quiet, begin to go interior, begin to listen to the wisdom that's already implanted in your body. We come wired to heal. We come with the talent, the ability to heal. And we just grow up thinking, oh, it's outside of ourselves. It's in a pill. Right. Somebody has to prescribe it. No, no, you can heal a lot of things if you change your diet, change your vibration, start to meditate, go inside and love yourself, love and trust yourself that you have this natural innate ability that is your birthright to mm -hmm. heal whatever ails you. And Kak, I think that um, at least in our culture, we're raised to ignore our bodies, you know, to live up here, to push through pain, to, um, you know, get too little sleep because of the external pressures, you know, what, whatever it is, or eat fast food just because that's all you got time for. So how do we learn to um, really reconnect with our bodies? Well, that's the key, isn't it? I think we can either wait till we have a crisis and we can say, oh, wake up call. Or we can teach ourselves, you know, I think that nutrition ought to be taught in schools along with money management and how to really take care of yourself. Um, sure. I think somebody wants to learn science, they can do that easily on the internet. But yeah, I agree with you. It, paying attention to our bodies is important. Knowing how to, we know more about our cars than we do about our bodies. And I think if we learn you know, if we could raise the hood on our bodies and see how everything works, you know, I became fascinated with that because, well, frankly, you know, I'm kind of a rebel, so I didn't want anybody else telling me what to do. Let me figure it out myself. Let me help myself first. And that's kind of where I came from, sort of that Irish stubbornness. Um, but it has served me well because yeah, I have a doctorate in naturopathy and I know how things work and I know how they interact. And I studied Chinese medicine because one thing affects another thing and it might not be what you think it affects, but right. it's very interesting. You know, you go to an acupuncturist or acupressurist and they will uh, enliven or enervate certain uh parts of your body in order to fix another part. So it's very fascinating okay. how they relate. And I think yeah. that's important. We need to teach ourselves that. And then we need to do it. We need to say, well, you know, it, no, it is not healthy to weigh 300 pounds because yeah. of the stress on your body. I'm sorry. I, I, I love big women. I think they're wonderful mm -hmm. and I support that, but I don't support it from a health standpoint when mm -hmm. Uh, cholesterol is high when the blood sugar levels are high and when you're having to uh, combat what you're doing to your body 
eat naturally, eat naturally. And, and people will say to me, oh, that's so expensive. No, it's not. Walmart mm -hmm. is the number one uh, retailer of organic produce in the world. Really? So if you can shop, if you can get yourself to Walmart, you can get organic produce at a very, very good price. So, mm -hmm. you know, I get stern when it comes to those kinds of excuses. You have to reach out and explore. Anytime we want to know something or fix something or heal something, you know, mm -hmm. go to the internet, look it up, figure yeah. it out. It's all within your capabilities. And I think that's why I write about crystals and essential oils. These are tools that help you get to that center within you of healing. And then miracles literally can happen when you get out of your own way. And by that, I mean, stop your mind and go into your heart, go into your soul, trust yourself and you yeah. can heal. Yeah. And I think that um, for me over the years, as I went from um, more of the mainstream food to organic food, I had, had a situation when my son was a baby where I took a bite of lettuce and it tasted like turpentine and it burned my mouth immediately. I, you know, I spit it out. I called poison control. I was worried about you know nursing my baby. Basically, they put pesticides on plants that way. And, and so a long time ago, I shifted to more natural foods and um, organic foods. And I find it really interesting sometimes how people can be so oblivious to the the, the nuances of flavor. Then like, if there's something with additives, I can feel it, I can sense it. And I'm yeah. thinking, and people are raving about the taste and I'm thinking, don't they taste the funkiness? And so sometimes I think we have to just sort of step outside of our regular life one way or another, whether it's the stress, whether it's the diet, and, and, and step into a, a whole different system to be able to reevaluate where we've been. Well, well, I agree. And I know that um, one of the biggest learnings I got is that, you know, as, as babies, we are not born with the ability to, uh, to taste salt or sugar. Um, we, we learn uh -huh. that. That's a learned behavior. So if yeah, we can learn good. something we can unlearn it. We can unlearn our dependence on salt and sugar. And those are the two major things that will help us. You know, I'm a big um, non-fat person simply because I had uh, triple bypass surgery um, that surprised me because I didn't think, you know, I had any heart problems and I did. I found out later it's congenital, but I took all saturated fats out of my life. And Christine, my heart rehealed. My my mm -hmm. artery healed itself. And now the bypass uh, arteries that they put in there um, aren't working anymore because it healed. Now, my cardiologist right. was shocked when he <laughs> saw that and he now takes those pictures with him to conventions and say look here was you know here's two, 2014 and here's 2018 the artery healed itself so i mean i am a walking proof of my own <laughs> message and right. and i must say i'm a student of myself because i you know i i just took fats out of my uh, my life and so uh -huh. i have some good fats. I mean, I have olive oil and I have uh -huh. some canola oil, but, but I regulate it and I only eat, you know, the, the purest stuff I can find and afford. Mm -hmm. But again, you know, there are outlets out there. You don't have to go to some ritzy place and mm -hmm. buy 
you know, $500 olive oil, you can find good things. But, you know, get the butters out of your life. Get the anything that is solid at room temperature is not good for you. Mm-hmm. Put things into your body that are already liquid at room temperature and, and you'll mm-hmm. you'll find a change. You'll you'll lose weight. You'll feel better. Your body will go. Yay. Thank you. And, you know, your life will change for the better. And then mm-hmm. you can get into all kinds of other experiment with healing because it's all in you it's all there it's pre-wired all you have to do is use it yeah and and i found for myself that um what's been right in my diet has changed over the years um and so um you know i went for a long time with very very little fat and and carbs felt fine to me and these days it's like a little bit of certain types of more of certain types of fats and um, fewer carbs, at least the the ones that are the simpler carbs. Um, and and so I think we need to be willing to listen to our bodies to see what it is they're telling us about what it is we need to eat too. Yeah. Oh, that, you know, that is so true. And you can do that in meditation. You know, I love the process of journaling because it, you know, our bodies tell us the truth. We cannot avoid the truth when we go inside. We are told the truth. If you if you want to access a guide, there are spiritual guides that will come and help you. Um, just go there. Do that. It is so enriching. It, it, and it's empowering. Knowing that you're not alone, number one. Knowing that there is help out there. Knowing that you can do it. You can do all of this yourself. And you don't have to rely on anybody else. And it doesn't have to cost you anything. This is all free. This is what the creator gave you when you were created. All of this ability to fend for yourself. And I love the fact that you shared your story um, about your artery healing, um, because I think oftentimes people lose hope. They believe that they have become victimized either through their own behavior or through something externally, and then they feel stuck and they, they, they lose hope of the possibility of healing. And, and you've got, you're an extreme example of yeah. how when you take responsibility and you 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 listen and you navigate based on that that you can heal and i know that you've got many clients where you've you've got similar kinds of stories um, and that hope feels so important to me to give people the the inspiration within their own lives yeah and i think it's the law of possibility that anything mm. is possible provided we we change the landscape You know, you can grow anything you want in a garden. You just have to till the soil and plant the seeds. So it's Uh as simple as that. But you need to give your garden nutrients and you need to, Uh uh, you know, keep it fresh. So it's all about growing a garden. It's like growing yourself, growing your spirituality, growing your health. You can do all of that. There are stories around the world of people who have changed their lives and and, you know, it, and yeah, you know, when you are ill, you, you feel blue, you feel helpless, you feel sick, you don't have the energy, but you have to do it anyway. And that's where you have to get the courage because until you change the old pattern, you're not going to be able to live in the new, in brightness right. and fullness and to be everything you were meant to be. Yeah. I've got one more question for you, but before we go any further, I want to make sure listeners know how they can connect with you. What's your website? 
website is uh, kakyoung.com and that's spelled K-A-C Young, Y-O-U-N-G.com. Great, great. Okay, so there are a lot of people suffering from um, some of the effects of isolation right now. Uh, depression, uh, you know, feeling lack of connection, even when you go out in public and you can't see somebody's entire face because of masks, right, it right. really affects their experience. Right. What are some of your suggestions with crystals, essential oils, whatever, to help people get through this? Well, I think the first thing is to, to trust yourself and to know that this is temporary. This is just a temporary situation. And, and what I do, uh, I've always done this in my life just instinctively and it works and it's a, it's simple. Get out of yourself, pick up the phone, call somebody else, get into somebody else's head, somebody else's heart, just ask them how they are. How are you doing? Forget about yourself for a minute, you know, and just yourself will heal. It will all heal if you leave it alone. Um, so, so don't irritate the sore. Start to do something else. Distract yourself. Take a shower. Uh, put on full makeup. Dress up. If you're, if you put on some weight, throw the Cheetos out the door and, and get something natural and healthy. Start uh -huh. to love yourself a little bit more. Figure out the good things about yourself. Make a list of those and affirm them every single day. Um, uh -huh. Affirmations can take us from, you know, Bluesville into Hitsville in an afternoon. So we just have to do it ourselves. We have to take that initiative and know that it's temporary and that we have the power we have the power to change our lives minute by minute with what we focus on. So focus mm -hmm. on the good, focus on what you can do and uh -huh. pick up the phone and call a friend. Yeah. I think it was uh, Bernie Siegel who used to talk about how those patients who, who had cancer, um, who went and helped others in some way actually lived longer because it, there's something about the, the, the connect, not only the connection, but serving that is really good for our immune system and, and, and calling somebody else up who's in isolation is a way that we can serve them, not just ourselves, but them. Well, and it's, you know, about the parasympathetic system. We, um, we increase the dopamine and the serotonin and the oxytocin. We increase all of those when we go uh -huh. out and we care for someone else. So we, we yeah. really get served when we serve other people because we uh -huh. feel better. And instead of yeah. eating a chocolate bar, go do a nice deed and you'll get the same benefits with, <laughs> without, the, without the results that, that you don't want. I, I've loved this conversation, Kak. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show again. It's always nice to see you and hear you and read a yet another one of your books. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Christine. Thanks for the honor. I just adore you. I love what um, you do in the world, and I'm very grateful to be part of it. Thank you. You as well. And thank you all for listening or watching. Um, we'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd like to empower yourself to step further into your vibration of change, please visit my website at christineupchurch.com where you can learn more about my insights, upcoming events, and private sessions.